Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. beautiful soul and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me today for this guest episode with Sigrid Tassias. And thank you for being here. I just got back to my hometown, San Diego. I got back here yesterday after three months of traveling. For those of you who have not been following my journey, I was in Tulum for a couple of months in Mexico, then in Guatemala, and then in Austin, Texas, and finally arrived back home for a short little visit um, for about a month in San Diego before I continue my nomadic adventures. And coming back home and having access to the ocean and seeing my family and connecting with friends is really, really lighting up my soul right now. And I have so many things that feel really light and good, which is like such a beautiful example of the my life over the last let's say even just two weeks have been such a beautiful example of how cyclical it is to be a woman how cyclical the nature of the feminine is because if you had asked me let's say a week and a half ago how I was feeling I was in a lot of darkness and um, feeling really a lot of old patterns and old thoughts that were coming up that I hadn't dealt with in a really long time. And I shared a post about this on my social media and there were so many people about a week and a half ago who were going through a very similar experience. And so I share this with you because if you are in a challenging place or if you have been in a challenging place, a reminder that it always does pass and that we are so cyclical that we do have, and personal development is so cyclical. Um, our, Our healing is so cyclical. It's not just this linear path that you learn all these tools and learn all about yourself and then eventually you're happy all the time and you're enlightened forever. No, there are patterns that come up to be healed, deeper layers of healing that are revealed to us in time. And that if you are noticing old patterns, old beliefs, old things coming up, it doesn't mean that you're not moving forward. It doesn't mean that you're not making progress and that this is actually a very normal part of the healing journey. So I am very grateful that in this moment, I feel really expansive. My energy feels really alive. I feel really connected. Um, I I have record, recorded some really, really beautiful interviews for this podcast over the last few weeks, and I'm so excited to be able to share those with you. And from this space of energetic alignment, I also have some celebrations and really want to celebrate uh, the women who are joining me for my six-week course, The Feminine Frequency Journey. We begin tomorrow, August 10th. 
And I'm so excited to begin this journey with the ladies who are aligned and ready to go. And I will be opening the doors at some point in the future for the next round. So if you missed the feminine frequency journey this time around, uh, there will be another opportunity to join me. And the best way to stay updated with all of my different offerings and um, to be the first to know what's happening is to join me on my weekly email list. And the best way to do that is to scroll down in the show notes and you can download my free empowered feminine morning ritual. It is a free guided audio that you can check out. And once you get that file and you register, then you will be have access to my weekly newsletters and updates as well. So come on over, join me, download the guide. And now we are ready to get into our guest episode today. And I'm going to introduce our beautiful guest, Sigrid Tassias, who is an embodiment and leadership coach, speaker, and author of the book, Intimacy Within. She is also the host of the top-rated podcast, Sacred Leaders, Humanitarian and Modern Medicine Woman. Sigrid supports mission-driven entrepreneurs and coaches to amplify their impact in the world from the inside out and bring more depth to their legacy through embodying their deepest truth and alignment. Through her private and group coaching programs, ceremonial retreats, and live experiences, Sigrid is known for creating initiation containers where she supports her clients and students to become the embodiment of their true mission through doing the deep inner work And she merges a wide variety of coaching and healing tools and modalities and is known for her non-BS yet deeply compassionate approach. Her work has impacted thousands of people and has been shared across hundreds of platforms around the world. And a quick mention that if you are interested in Sigrid's mastermind, you can scroll down in the show notes after you are done listening to this episode and you can find the link there to find out more details. All right, lovely. Enjoy this episode and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Sigrid. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's taken us a little while to get the timing right. You're in Australia. I'm here currently in Austin, and um, we've both been traveling and all the things. So we've finally made it, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Yes, me too. Yeah. So I'd love to hear starting off a little bit more about your own personal journey of what brought you to this place. I see you as a leader. I see you as someone who has a beautiful impact on other women and as an embodiment and leadership coach. I would love to hear more about what your journey has been to get to where you are today. Mm, yes. So I always try to make this short because the journey really begins, I believe, before we're even born. But in a nutshell, I used to have a corporate job and live the life that I thought made sense. And um, I operated in a really masculine way and healthy masculine, I would say, and was really detached from my truth, from my desires, from my needs, from everything that had to do with 
what my body and my soul were trying to tell me. And through going through a breakup that really awakened a lot of different wounds and fears and insecurities that I didn't even know I had, um, I started to suffer from anxiety. And through suffering from anxiety, I was left with no other choice and really seeking for help. So when I thought I was hiring a psychologist, I happened to hire a coach. And this woman really rocked my world in the best way possible and helped me see that I was living a life by default and not a life by design. So through working with her, I started to look at um, how I wanted my life to be and how I wanted it to be different. And long story short, I ended up quitting my job, everything I had in Barcelona and I moved to Australia. I became a yoga and meditation teacher. I traveled the world. And then I was introduced to plant medicines. So through diving into my own inner healing, my own inner work, and I had always been training and doing different coaching trainer trainings and workshops and things like that. But it was really when I was introduced to plant medicines that I was able to really connect with what leadership really meant to me and what embodiment looked and felt like. So fast forward to today, I have sat in hundreds of medicine ceremonies with indigenous elders and spiritual leaders around the world and done countless trainings around coaching, embodiment, leadership. And I am passionate about doing this work and supporting this um, mission-driven entrepreneurs, coaches, healers to amplify their impact from the inside out because of how my journey impacted me because of how deeply I was able to understand that leadership does not have anything to do with anything else that ourselves first. Leadership starts within, embodiment starts within. And I see an opportunity for us collectively to move into a world that looks really differently um, to how it does now. And that, in my opinion, is way better for all of us. And that I see will happen a lot faster the, as more of us step into this embodied conscious leadership space. So I'm super passionate about this, happy to go, uh, whatever you want to go from this, but in a nutshell, that's how I ended up where I am today. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing kind of a, a, an overview of your journey. It sounds like you've gone really deep into your own healing and really come through with clarity on what you're here to do and how you're here to serve and, from my perspective, the work that you're doing is so, so needed right now. And even in the, in the coaching industry, or, you know, we look at corporate, sure, there's still so much that has to be changed there. But even in the way that we, we do business, there's a lot of people who are getting lost in the old paradigm, in the old way of doing things. And now is a time where I actually see some of the most the, the rising feminine leaders, the women who are seeing the most abundance and uh, who are really creating a huge impact are operating from this new way of being that we're going to be talking about today, integrating more of the feminine, more embodiment, more of the heart and soul centered way of doing business. And I think that 
you know, this is, it's kind of a little bit of a revolution of kind of going against the grain and, and rebelling against the, the, the old systems that are not actually serving us. They're not actually the truth. Um, and to me, this way just feels so much better. So if you were, could share what feminine entrepreneurship means and doing business in the feminine way, if you could give us a little bit of a description of what that is, um, I'd love to hear, hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So to understand that, I feel like we get to understand what the feminine means, what is the feminine essence that we all have access to. It's not just women. Um, We all have access to that feminine essence within us. And it's bigger in some of us and, um, you know, not, not so obvious in some of us. However, we can all access that feminine. It's also important to understand that there is healthy feminine traits and unhealthy feminine traits. So the unhealthy feminine traits are some of the ones that we see today in entrepreneurship amongst women. So there is a lot of um, comparison and jealousy and um, making ourselves small and thinking that we can't take up space and people pleasing and putting our needs last. And, and those aspects are really supportive of powerful leadership and powerful entrepreneurship. There are also traits of the unhealthy masculine that we see in today's entrepreneurial world, um, such as competition over collaboration, such as um, controlling and going work, 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 hassle, hassle, hassle at any expense. And when we're wanting to look at how can we create sustainable success and lead from a space that is benefiting not just our businesses, but our personal lives, our communities, our relationships, and ultimately the world and the earth, then we get to look at how to do entrepreneurship in a healthy, feminine way. So that is one that um, is really prioritizing rest, fun, pleasure, collaboration, um, alignment, um, community. There's so many different aspects of what we get to step into in entrepreneurship that we just aren't taught, especially those of us that come from corporate or learned. We have so many different ideas around what success looks like and what are some of the things that we need to put up with in order to be successful. What are some of the couple of ways in which we can create success that are usually quite restricting. Um, And really to be in feminine entrepreneurship, we get to unpack all of the stories that we carry around how entrepreneurship needs to look like, how success is and looks like, what we need to say yes to in order to be successful and start rewriting these stories because I feel that the world is really craving for this. This is not just for women, but generally speaking, collectively, we are craving for for models and structures that are supportive of the feminine, not just within ourselves, but within the world. The aspect of nourishment, the aspect of collaboration, the aspect of community, the aspect of compassion, the aspect of true um, alignment, the aspect of depth and embodiment. We are all craving for that. The earth is craving for that. So feminine entrepreneurship, the way I see it, is really realigning with our true and uh, with our truth and with the cycles of um, sustainability. 
So that can be within, as women, we get to align with our own inner and cycles and also externally with the cycles of the earth, really knowing that we get to be a stand for our own sustainability, for our own well-being, for our own alignment, and also the alignment and sustainability and well-being of our communities and ultimately of our planet. And that means we don't um, say yes to profit at the expense of the planet. We don't say yes to profit at the expense of our free time and our fun time and our pleasure time and our integrity. We don't say yes to profit at the expense of um, true leadership. So there's so many different things that we can go into, but overall, um, I like to look at this as honoring of the inner cycles within ourselves and within our planet. Mm, so powerful. Yeah, I love that connection of both the inner and the outer cycles. And I'm curious on your own personal journey in business and entrepreneurship. Have you always run your business from this feminine way? Or is this something that you've had to really work on and if so, are there any fears that came up along the way for you? Yeah, absolutely. So as somebody that came from um, corporate, interestingly enough, I started my entrepreneurship journey thinking, this is it. It's freedom. I'm doing this so that I can be free and be of service and it's going to be fun and it's going to be awesome. What I didn't know is that I had accumulated a bunch of beliefs around what business was done like and what business looked like. And again, success, entrepreneurship, all of the things. And I carried those beliefs into my entrepreneurship journey. So yes, I left corporate, but the mindset was the same. The hustle approach, the um, work until you've got nothing left to give, prioritize business and the success of the business amongst everything or above everything. Um, that was what was driving me at the start. So I drove myself into burnout three times in one year, which is pretty big deal considering that one burnout in a lifetime, I feel it's enough. I burned out three times in a year to the point where I had literally nothing left to give. And it wasn't until uh, one of my closest friends that I was at the time living with said to me, Sigrid, I know you really care about this, but everything that you were stand for, your rituals, your practices, the, the feminine way in which you were doing life before starting your business, it's taking almost like a backseat because you're just prioritizing business and this doesn't seem to be working for you. I understood at the time when she said that, that that was absolutely true, but I was so fixated in getting to the six figures and building my business to a space where I knew it was going to sustainably flourish and I could serve lots of people and it could, I could make it that I had a lot of fear around letting go of this hassle approach to business because that's the only thing I had seen modeled. That's the only thing I had seen worked and that's, the, the behavior that I had subconsciously glorified because we do live in a world where we glorify this in movies and TV shows and um, how we see success stories. We tend to see this and not see the other side, the other way that business can be done. So I had a lot of fear around letting go of that hustle above everything approach. To my surprise, when I started prioritizing rest, alignment, integrity, um, 
playfulness and pleasure back into my life, my business not only was able to sustain the success that it had created, but it actually multiplied. So I doubled my business a year after and ever since it's just continued to grow and grow and grow. Um, so it was a pretty awesome journey for me to realize that not only it was possible, but it was actually a lot easier to do it this way. Mm, thank you so much for going into a little bit more detail because I think having a personal example and going behind the scenes and really seeing like what it takes, it's not just as easy as, you know, I'm going to drop into my feminine and I'm going to incorporate these principles and I'm just going to be in alignment. Like there's so much that we have to endure and overcome in order to actually make significant changes and to show up in this new way. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm in that process right now of, uh, and the last three or four months have really been unraveling and unpacking a lot of the old beliefs of how business should be run and the attachment that the, we can only be successful through doing it a certain way. Right. And it takes time to really shift the way that you operate in your work. I mean, if you've been working, if your familiar work style or how you spend your time throughout the day has been a certain way for so long, it does take a lot to shift into operating in this new way and believing that it's going to work and all of that. So I really appreciate you sharing about your journey. And I know that you talk about a different style of strategy. So you talk about spirit strategy, which is very different to traditional business strategy with whether it be launching or, um, you know, like any type of marketing strategy where you've got ads and funnels and all of these different things and algorithm working with the algorithm. So if we're not going down that path right now, and we're looking at a new way of doing things, how would you explain or describe what spirit strategy is? Mm, yes. So how I see spirit strategy work is we connect within first and we ask for guidance. And from that space, we lead. And this to some may sound like crazy and tangible. It can't happen. It's not sustainable. It's not profitable. What I have found is that our minds are so much more limited than the divine intelligence we have access to, all of us. So regardless of your views and beliefs, religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs, there is this intelligence, you call it however you want to call it, but there's this intelligence that we all have access to, that we all get to um, really tap into. And when we're tapping into that, the magnitude of the results that we can create is way bigger because we are firstly doing things out of alignment and not out of fear, wounds, what we think things need to be, control, ego, but rather from a space of alignment and flow and what comes and what's meant to be in that moment. 
but also we have access to something that's way more intelligent than us, way more intelligent than our minds. So our minds tend to be quite limited in the way that we can perceive reality. We perceive reality through the lenses of what we have seen is possible, through the lenses of, of our current paradigm. So our fears, our traumas, our limiting beliefs, our past experiences, they all condition the way in which we see reality. So even when we have the best strategy and the best marketing campaign, there is so much more at play. And oftentimes, even if things do work out, we could be leaving so many more opportunities on the table because we're just wanting to do it our way and the way our limited, wounded brain, mind says it has to be. What I have found is that asking and working with the spirit strategy works wonders and actually opens the door to so many more opportunities. So everything in my business from my podcast, my book, my mastermind, uh, my retreats, everything has come to me through asking. I personally work a lot with plant medicine. So I sit in ceremony and then I ask what is next. I will say I have some energetic bandwidth. I have capacity. I've got space. What do I birth next? Some ideas have come to me while I was getting a massage. Some have come while I was making love, like really having these moments where you're not trying to control reality, but rather making yourself available to what might be possible and saying, hey, I'm here. I've got the space. I've got the time. I've got the willingness, the desire to create something or serve. What do I do next? And I have found this to be the most potent strategy ever. I have traveled around the world, led by spirit. Um, even when at the time when I was broke and had literally zero dollars in my bank account, 30 or 50 bucks in my bank account, to be honest. Um, I've traveled the world. I've done public speaking around the world. I have coached hundreds of people. I've created a multiple six-figure business, everything in this way. And it has worked a lot more than the times where I have fallen into back into the trap of thinking that I need to control everything and I need to know, and I know better than life and I know better than spirit. Um, I have fallen into those at times and it just doesn't work as well. So spirit strategy is really making yourself available and asking the question to allow the guidance to come through. Mm, yeah, I, I love starting there. And then we get to take the whether it be the masculine action or the integration of that and then bring it to life, but actually starting from the feminine first of receptivity, opening to receive the guidance. And I personally had an experience like this uh, recently where I was in Tulum and I had already been started my nomadic journey. And I was in a place where I put things on pause with launching and doing things the old way of just like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And it was really scary to create the space and be like, Hey, I'm not rushing into the next thing. I'm going to trust in the guidance and I'm going to give myself the space to receive what I'm meant to be teaching next. And it was super uncomfortable. And it was definitely watching my mind do this thing where it's like, Oh, well, I want to know what's next. And also being frustrated, feeling blocked of why isn't it coming soon enough? Like, why don't I know yet? And the more that I let myself wait and gave myself the space to allow what was coming through, it was 
it came through in such an interesting time that I was on uh, a scooter and I was riding and feeling the wind on my skin and feeling just this like freedom that was happening as I'm riding down, down on a scooter. And all of a sudden these words started popping through alignment, aliveness, and all these, and all these different words started popping. And I was like, Oh, interesting. I wonder what these words are. And then as I sat with it a little bit more, it became the, the foundation for my six week course, which is the feminine frequency journey. And that didn't come from me trying to sit down and figure it out. Like, what am I going to do next? But I was really in the space of, of asking for guidance and staying open and being patient um, to what was going to come through next. So I, it, it comes through in the most like times where you might least expect it or the times where you're most relaxed and where you're in the most receptive, receptive place. But we do get to start by asking is a really great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I find it's really important as well, as we were speaking of feminine entrepreneurship before, there is a balance that we get to find. So the feminine essence within us feels like she can relax when the masculine essence is there as well, is there having her back. And I see this working in business as well. So what I have found is that a lot of women try to go from operating from the masculine, unhealthy masculine, unhealthy feminine, and going into fully feminine business and fully feminine entrepreneurship. And then they feel like things don't fully flow in that way either. I see this because we get to have both. We get to really have and and integrate both energies within. So the masculine energetics are more the one direction, go energy, do energy. While the feminine energetics are more the create, the be, the receive energy. And we need both in the business. So I've seen a lot of women that are really gone just to the feminine side of things and they lack structure, they lack um, direction, they lack the container that can hold the intuitive um, feelings and, and knowings that they receive. So what I have found works best is to actually really work with the masculine energetics within us to create the container, to create the structure, to create the the foundations of the business so that when you get those intuitive hits, so that when you receive the spirit strategy, you can go and actually implement it and take that action because you have the the support of your container versus being all over the shop, which I feel it's what a lot of people think doing feminine business looks like and why a lot of women are scared and resistant to go into that feminine entrepreneurship way of doing things because we tend to think of feminine as this weak, everybody walks over you, there's no direction, we can't make any decision, we don't know where to go. And that's just the unhealthy feminine aspect. Um, but yeah, I have found that in order to really hold the spirit strategy, we get to have that masculine foundation that is the structure in the container and then the healthy feminine trust connectiveness within. Mm. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. And that's one of the foundations to really being able to be in your feminine flow is to know that you have that container. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people forget and a lot of people miss. And totally, if you're just caught in the feminine 
you know, creativity and a lot of, I think, specifically healers and people who are very, you know, connected to spirit who have that opening and operate more up here in the higher chakras and the higher realms, there's there it's hard to move forward when we're just moving upwards right or when we don't have that grounded foundation and that that container to be able to let the feminine do her magic and let let the feminine flow it kind of can feel chaotic it can feel confusing you can feel lost you can feel unproductive like that's not that's not what we're going here for right so uh that's not what we're going for here so yeah, I think that's that's such a powerful reminder, and and this is applies in all areas that we do need the masculine, and that these teachings are not about shaming the masculine or forgetting about the masculine or neglecting the masculine. We just have been operating as a collective and as individuals too much in the masculine, and that's the unhealthy part. That's the part that doesn't really work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. One of the things that you share about also is around, you know, having boundaries in your business and having a little, you know, having uh, the boundaries, which is, can be seen as the masculine, right? So that you can have more space to take care of yourself, to nourish yourself. So I'd love to hear how that all plays into like the sustainability piece of business and um, the longevity of entrepreneurship. Mm, yes, this is so important because for as long as we don't have those boundaries and for as long as we're not prioritizing and making sure that we are protecting our energy, our well-being, we are slowly but surely <laughs> driving ourselves to failure in one way or the other because we are going to burn out. We are going to have adrenal fatigue or lack of inspiration or those moments where you just want to throw your phone down the toilet, being there than that, you know, well, I haven't done that, but I've been there many times. And, and we, we will end up there whether we like it or not. So I like to look at our productivity and our energy as a battery, just the same way that you have it in your phone. You know that after using it for so much, you're going to have to charge it. It's just how it works. And you can not charge it and let it go flat. But when it goes flat battery, then you have to wait a little longer before it turns on, right? Well, if you charge it while it still has some battery in it, it charges faster. Same things happen with us. If we're constantly charging our battery, then we remain able to stay on. But if we allow our battery to go flat, then we need a lot more time before we can come back on. And this is important to understand because oftentimes we think of um, productivity and um, or like fun, pleasure, rest as luxuries, especially when in the entrepreneurial journey, we have big goals and want to make things happen. And we think that those things are for the weekend or for the holidays or for when this launch and the next launch and the next launch are over. And it's important to understand that in order to create sustainability in your business and sustainability in your success, and not just that, but actually in order to be in integrity with what you say you want to bring into the world, we must prioritize taking care of ourselves. And in order to do that, sometimes we'll have to draw clear boundaries. Boundaries may look like communicating to somebody else, to your clients, to your friends, to your partner, 
how you want and do not want to be treated. For instance, with clients, it can be clear boundaries around how long the voice notes they send you can be, or what are the days and hours that they can contact you at? What are the things that they can expect from your container? What are things that are just not included in the container? Same for healers, things like that. But I feel like the, the most important boundaries are the ones that we get to set up with ourselves. Because yes, we get to have conversations with others. And yes, we get to be a stand for our needs and ensure that others are respecting that. But I find that the bigger issue, like everybody's talking about boundaries with others, but I didn't hear enough talk around boundaries with self. And that is where the e bigger issue for entrepreneurs usually lies in. What are your boundaries with social media? What are your boundaries with um, work? Do you have boundaries around what time you start work at? When do you turn your phone on? And when do you not turn it on? What are the things that you get to experience for yourself or do for yourself before your phone goes on? And you go into Instagram and emails and Slack and whatever it is. Um, what are the times that you set aside for your lunch break or for your play? Do you schedule your joy time, your play time into your day? Yes or not? If not, why aren't you doing that? Um, do you have boundaries around until how late do you work? Do you have boundaries around how many days you deserve to have off a week? Do you have boundaries around um, how you may show up and do not show up in different platforms? There's different things that we get to really look into so that we protect our energy and so that we are taking care of ourselves and bring longevity into our business. Because if you just have this rhythm of waking up in the morning, straight into your phone, checking everything, you allow everyone, you allow the whole world to come at you before you have a chance to come at the world, before you have a chance to connect with yourself and have an intention and have a grounding, have a level of embodiment to start your day. When that's what's happening and there's no boundaries around the hours that you work, the hours that you contact at, and how much time you spend on social media, how much of your time goes into focusing on what other people are doing versus what you want to create when those boundaries aren't there yeah you may create some success absolutely you can get to six multiple six maybe seven multiple seven figures awesome but at what cost and that is a question that you really get to see in because if you want to create sustainable success and a business that has longevity in a way that isn't costing you your life, your relationships, your adrenals, your energy levels, your inspiration, your joy, your happiness, your pleasure, then boundaries are absolutely necessary. So yes to having boundaries with clients, yes to having boundaries with friends, with partners, absolutely. However, I feel like boundaries with self are the ones that not so many people speak about and that's where we start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So important. And this is something that I get to revisit every now and then too, because I have a really good boundaries in a lot of places in my life and with myself. And sometimes, you know, we fall into these patterns and we have to check in with ourselves and revisit some of the things that we're really committed to. And it's interesting because I'm bringing on, uh, I'm, I have a new assistant who's starting with me next week. And we were going over like, here's how to manage my schedule. Here are the things that are okay. And I had things like 
don't book me before this time. Don't book me after this time. I only want X amount of calls per day. I need X amount of space between calls. I only want X amount of calls in a row. And I was like, whoa, I sound really picky, but I'm also great, like cool with that because like, this is my optimal schedule. I I don't like taking calls on Mondays and Fridays. I focus on other things during those days, creative projects, podcasting, and this is the structure and the boundaries that allow me to have the freedom and the time to take care of myself, to come up with creative ideas, to be in a writing flow, to come up with content. Like if I didn't have that, I would feel kind of like all over the place. And there's still places where I know that I can refine my boundaries. One of them is in my email. I think ever since I started working as an entrepreneur or even before then, there is something about this thing. I don't know if you can relate to this or our listeners can relate, but this idea of just like checking, 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 like the brain likes to check and look at things. And it's like, it's really not important to check my email more than once a day. Like there's nothing in there that's urgent. There's nothing in there that's immediate. Like that doesn't matter, but it's interesting to see the pattern and to notice like what my brain does. And so there's always places that we get to look at, like, where can I refine this a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I actually created an out of office that just lets everybody know as soon as they email me that I probably take three to five days, maybe never reply. Like I'm just really clear on that. (laughs) If it's urgent, just let me know that it's urgent. If it's not, just know that I'm tending to my clients and my personal life. So I had to make a boundary around checking the email all the time. So may get back to you, you know, just let me know if it's urgent. And of course I have my OVM, my, um, like um, business manager sees looking at the emails and all of that. But that's something that I had to do for myself because I found myself just like you and checking it several times a day, the app on my phone. And I'd be like, what am I looking at? I don't, I don't have to look at my email so much. Mm-hmm. I have clear boundaries like that, as you were saying as well, with what days and what times and how many calls. And I even have boundaries around um, my whole team knows when I am menstruating mm-hmm. and they know I don't do podcasts while I'm bleeding. I don't do um, anything. I do clients, but I don't want to be on podcasts. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to public speak. I don't want to teach, get some guest speaking engagements or anything like that. I am a not to. So they know that as well, which I have found super helpful. Yeah. So, so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, glad you, you brought that up as well. All right. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. I know there's so much more to learn from you. So for our entrepreneurial women who want to continue learning from you and our feminine leaders, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Sigrid Tassis, my website, Facebook, everything. It's the same. Um, my podcast, it's called Sacred Leaders. We're going to have an episode with you as well, which I'm excited about. And um, yeah, so usually I spend most of my social media time on Instagram. That's the best way to reach me. And all of my offerings are um, shared in there as well. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing in the world, for how you're showing up as a leader and for um, gifting us your time today and your wisdom. Yeah, such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you again for joining me for this guest episode with Sigrid. I'm so grateful to have you here as a beautiful listener on the Feminine Frequency Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and you can share it on your social media. Please tag me at Amy Natalie Co. and come on over and let me know what you loved about the episode. Additionally, I invite you to leave a rating and a review, which just takes a couple of minutes, and you can do so by going to the podcast app or going to iTunes and leaving a five-star review and a rating to share the feminine frequency with more amazing women from around the world. Thanks again for joining me and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a beautiful day.